Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. Welcome back to Forum. I'm Alexis Madrigal. That Mills news is totally gutting. But arts education isn't just on the wane at the collegiate level. It's also one of the first things to go in elementary school education. And that was even before COVID. In the early days of the pandemic, when schools began to close and parents began to freak out, Wendy McNaughton, former social worker turned illustrator and graphic journalist here in San Francisco, popped up an Instagram Live art class. Quirky, Hilarious, riveting, it became a fixture on borrowed iPhones and propped up iPads last year. As one fan put it on Twitter, Wendy was what you'd get if you crossed Bob Ross with Mr. Rogers with the inventiveness of Picasso and the wonderfulness of Dolly Parton. Last week, she relaunched Draw Together on a hand-built set with a bunch more bells and whistles. Hello, and welcome to Draw Together, the class that's a show that's a club where we draw together. I'm Wendy Mack. And she's here with us today to talk about the show and finding your calling during the worst year. Welcome, Wendy. (laughs) Hi, Alexis. Great to chat. So for those who are not lucky enough to follow along with the whole Draw Together story, um, how'd this really get started? Were you just like sitting in your house and you knew kids were sitting in their houses and you just hit the live button on Instagram? (laughs) Well, we were all sitting in our houses, right? Um, it was the day before, I think it's the day school closures were announced. And my wife, Caroline, and I were actually talking to my parents on the phone. And we knew that, you know, so many kids were going to lose their their structures and parents were overwhelmed with what to do. And we were asking them, well, what can we do to help? And it was my mom, actually, who suggested, you know, you could teach kids art, which I had never done before. So the next day, um, you know, I had this Instagram account, like most of us do. And I... Um, Turned it on, Caroline uh, became the camera person, and what was supposed to be just five minutes a day for five days ended up being a half-hour class for many, many, many weeks. <laughs> wow. And as the the months and or weeks went on, um, did you think you were going to like do something special with this, or were you just like, it was really just a stopgap measure? Um, I think we initially kind of just thought it was like kicking in and in a way sort of babysitting. We don't have kids ourselves, but um, we have a lot of kids in our lives. And 
you know, love them to death. So, uh, I don't, I don't think we expected it to turn into, to what it, to what it did. I know as an illustrator, as an artist, um, what art can do, but I don't think that we expected it to be this kind of like emergency relief, um, to provide the kind of emotional support that it did for kids at home and families in general during the pandemic. And, you know, the need for that, like continues, it wasn't just, just then it's still now. So. We're talking with Wendy McNaughton, otherwise known as Wendy Mack, a Bay Area-based illustrator, graphic journalist, and creator of Draw Together, an online drawing class for kids of all ages. We'd love to hear from a kid, young person out there who's taken the class. Give us a call at 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. You can also get in touch on Twitter and Facebook. We are at KQED Forum or email your questions to forum at kqed.org. So... You recently relaunched the show. So is it the same as it was before or is it totally different? Uh, it's it's kind of the same principle. The idea of Draw Together is um, that we do a little bit of drawing, but it's also some social, socio-emotional kind of learning in there. Um, and the principles are still the same. We still do some fun dancing, you know, very serious art instruction where we create like polka dotted penguins and stuff like that. It's very, very serious. Um, but when we were doing it before it was just in our homes because we were all, you know, at home. Um, but with this, we built an entirely, um, hundred percent handmade set, um, had an incredible team, um, great designer, Brian Burkhardt, who helped us build that. Uh, and it, um, the idea is, is that the set could be built by a kid. Anything on that is made of paper mache and cardboard, um, and we're housing it in the Marsh Theater, which is really a wonderful place. Um, and it, we launched it last week. It's about 15 minutes. The show it used to be about half an hour. It's about 15 minutes. Um, and people can subscribe to it. And um, yeah, so it's not all along with us. It's not just like the videos, though, right? As you describe it. Let me see if I get this right. It's a class. Yeah. That's a show. Yeah. That's a club. <laughs> um, what, what does that mean? Well, it's, it's a bit more than like a class. It's interactive, right? Um, it's not a show that kids just watch. Our idea is to use the screen to actually get off the screen and to be drawing. So it's very interactive. The kids and I talk to each other. I mean, I ask the kids questions. And from what I understand, all of the kids do kind of talk back to me. Um, we share our work. We do a show during class where we hold up our work to each other. And then kids post their pictures afterwards. And then we have kids from over 40 countries watching. So using um, Instagram and also now using our club, um, the subscription, we can share the artwork with each other and stuff. So it really becomes a community much more than just this kind of like one directional show, you know, which is like the history of kind of kids TV. We're trying to take the best of all of the worlds and use it to create this community of kids where we can learn and have fun and grow hearts all together. Mm -hmm. Um, in your return episode, you feature just an incredibly cute child, Ambuja, from Mumbai. And I think we're going to hear a little bit of her sort of introducing your first activity. Oh, good. <laughs> Hello. My name is Ambuja. I live in Mumbai, India, and I'm eight years old. This is my weather chart I drew. Now, there are two types of weather. You all know the outside weather. Like, it's raining or there's, it's fog. But there's inside weather too. I made a weather chart. This is sunny, which is like happy. And all those are the happy feelings. Rainy is a bit like under the weather. 
So I feel like this um, this first activity, right, of making an inside weather chart kind of speaks to the philosophy of the show. Like it's art, but it's really about teaching kids how to understand themselves. Am I getting that right? Yeah, we're using art to grow hearts, as we say. Um, and the inside weather chart, as we say, there's weather outside and there's also weather inside. And um, by drawing it, right? We can um, get in touch with our feelings. Drawing is probably the best way that kids, and I would argue all of us actually, um, can really learn to connect with our feelings and process our feelings, identify them. Um, it gives us an ability, a time and opportunity to focus on stuff. Um, Wendy, what does know, it mean it, then if I can't draw? Oh, see, I would say, I would say that that right there that tells me you need to come and join a class, Alexis, because, <laughs> because so many kids come into this and say, I can't draw, you know, I'm afraid I'm judgmental and a lot of adults too, right? I think a lot of us have that narrative. And we found a ton of kids who are judgmental at the beginning of themselves. After a couple classes, they learn that, you know what? There is, there are no rules in art. There's no right or wrong in art. It's a one place where everything you make is absolutely you. And so in that, it is so special and unique to you and we can celebrate that so let go of that alexis come join us draw some inside weather <laughs> um you know so ambuja is extremely cute and i feel like you could have screen tested ten thousand kids and not found someone so smart and funny but i'm assuming that's not how she actually ended up on the show so how, how does it how does it work that you a kid appears on your show we developed such a deep, beautiful community of kids across the world who, um, I mean, I developed a real relationship with them. Uh, they would send in photos of themselves and videos. We got emails and messages every day um, from the kids expressing how Draw Together um, was making them feel and how proud they were of their work. And through that, I mean, I was corresponding with all of them. So I did really, you know, develop some relationships. So when we started this kind of new launch, this 2.0 of um, Draw Together, I reached out to a couple um, special Draw Together kids and asked them if if they wanted to come and join in and be part of it. So having kids in Draw Together, like in the show that's a class, that's a club, um, that's a real part of it. Kids, kids also want to see other kids in themselves, right? So yeah, Ambuja is the best. Um, let's go to the phones and hear from Daniel in Berkeley. Hi, Wendy. Uh, it's Daniel Barash. We have a sort of a uh, online relationship. Um, I'm the director of the Firelight Shadow Theater, and um, oh hi. I've been, yeah, and I've been such a fan of yours, and I've just seen. I've, I've loved how you've sort of taken um, the challenges of a pandemic, and also, but but sort of taken it and said, what are the possibilities of the pandemic? You know, and and I think with the online work it gets such a bad rap sometimes but on the other hand in terms of accessibility you're re you're really able to reach so many more um so many more kids and i think that last comment and then i'll let you comment if you want it's just um whether it's i think art really is a is a storytelling medium as well and i think that you provided an opportunity for children to begin to tell their own stories which is so so important um as other academic things might slide during this pandemic, you know, getting children in touch with their own stories and being able to, to tell them um, through visual, through the visual medium, I think is really powerful. Mm. Wendy, what stories did you hear from kids through time? And, and have they changed from the beginning to the ones that you're hearing now? Um, I, you know, they've been actually pretty, pretty consistent. Um, I think one of the 
most common stories that we heard both from kids and parents is um, the kind of intimidation that a lot of kids felt about sitting down to draw, um, that they felt like it had to be perfect, that it had to be right. Uh, and that through doing a few classes, through doing a few kind of like silly warm-ups and dancing, and um, that they were able to turn their mistakes into opportunities, go with the flow, build some resilience, and then end up like hanging up pictures on the wall. I mean, I got so many messages from kids who said that they had whole galleries on their wall, filling up the walls. And I agree with what Daniel said, like storytelling, it's opportunity that came from the pandemic. You know, there were a few silver linings and we did see a ton of photos of houses just covered in artwork. And so I hope that that did open some kids' hearts up to continuing this beyond, you know, mm -hmm. to keep drawing. What have you all done to keep your child doing art during the pandemic or yourself? Give us a call at 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. You can also get in touch on Twitter and Facebook, of course. We're at KQED Forum. Now we're going to go to Bird here in San Francisco. Hi, Bird. Welcome to the show. Hi. Um, so, Bird, um, how old are you? I'm 10. Wow. And have you done um, Draw Together? Oh, yes. I really love it. Oh, man. What's your favorite drawing that you've made um, while, while you've been doing Draw Together? Well, um, in Draw Together, like... The drawings don't have to be perfect, and you can really have fun with your art, and that's what I really love about it. And um, I love being able to have fun with, um, yeah, with um, the class and with my drawing. And I love drawing dogs. That's really fun. Mm. <laughs> and Bert, how, how does it make you feel to draw? Um, it makes me feel like I am, you know, um, I guess, I guess the best way I can describe it is it makes me feel like I am here. I am, you know, alive. I am making my mark basically. Yeah. And I love that. Oh, uh -huh. thanks so that much. That makes me so happy to hear bird. <laughs> I can't wait to draw with you again. Um, you know, Wendy, I want to ask you, thank you so much, Bird. Um, I want to ask you, Wendy, about, you know, how you, what, what sort of expertise you brought into the show for sort of helping kids understand their emotions, particularly at this time when there's so much frustration and, and it's so difficult. Yeah. So I have a background as an, as an illustrator, right. And, um, a, and a drawing, a lot of drawing, um, but I also have training as a social worker. Um, and I think one thing that Bird said that's important that connects to something kind of unique that I try to bring to draw together is that um, I, as an artist um, and as a human, am not really interested in drawing a good dog, right? <laughs> like the class is not about learning to draw a dog the right way. Um, what I think art is best for drawing in particular is as a vehicle to see the world in a new way, um, to open our eyes and to look at the world around us, at each other and at, each, at ourselves in a way that otherwise we might not do. Um, and like Bert, it's, it's said, it's a way that we can, we can make our mark. We can do something that's uniquely ourselves. And we all have something special 
a special way of seeing the world and a special way of communicating it to other people, something to share. And so I believe that kids really can, by drawing, use this very simple tool. All you need is a pen and a piece of paper. That's all you need. <laughs> and you can truly see things that otherwise we just totally take for granted. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think that the kind of social work and the art combined, uh, it, it's a, it provides a fun thing for kids. I hope I'm glad bird <laughs> and the other kids are getting that. You know, um, you are a graphic journalist and and a lot of your work actually can be intense um and you actually had a thriving career a quite unlikely thing for illustrators <laughs> you're rolling along um so what drew you to this and in particular you know many people took up something um in the early days of the pandemic but then kind of uh, abandoned it so why did you decide to come back and keep doing this work there's some things you just can't not do. I mean, like, I had a, um, it's, I can't believe we're talking the past tense. I hope it's not the past tense. I'm still an illustrator. I'm still no, I know you are. I know you are. I know. I, yeah. I'll always be drawing, right? It's part of who I am. Um, but I always use using that work to, like I was saying before, to connect with people, right? That's what art is about. It's about connection, about creating connection with people. Um, and I was doing that in a particular way to tell stories that were overlooked, right? In newspapers and magazines and such. Um, but doing this, <laughs> drawing with kids like this and watching the transformation that occurred within kids, it was the most powerful thing I've ever seen and experienced in my life. Um, I feel like I was able to, uh, kind of open the people's hearts up in a way that is probably a lot longer lasting than a story that, you know, goes into the New York times or something. Um, so I don't know, maybe you've had this experience too. There are certain things that happen and you're like, well, I cannot walk away from this. This is, you know, it's done. So it's a, it's a bit of a left turn. I've never taught kids before. <laughs> I have a bunch in my life, love it, have taught, but never, never kids art classes. But um, it feels like there's nothing else in the world that I can imagine doing right now. It's also amazing, you know, having watched the show, you, you oftentimes talk so directly into the camera and smiles <laughs> at the kids. And it's really a, a wonderful experience. And uh, you know, a lot of kids, you know, uh, one of our producers' children thought that um, you were actually directly talking to him and would, like, talk back to you. Um, did you hear that a I lot? Was. And is that really, like, intentional? <laughs> yeah. no, absolutely. I mean, I think the other qualification that, that I haven't mentioned is um, I'm an only kid who grew up performing for, you know, imaginary Your mirror, stuff, apparently. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, um I, yeah, I mean, I also grew up with television, you know, uh, Mr. Rogers Sesame Street, stuff like that, where there was that kind of relationship. Um, so that's familiar. But um, I really do feel, believe it or not, like when I'm talking to that the camera, I really feel connected with the kids. And I really do feel like we're having a conversation there. Um, and I am imagining kind of like one kid, you know, who's who's there drawing with me. And also dancing, like we're, we're talking more about like the kind of you know, the deep heart work and stuff of all this, we also are dancing and laughing and goofing and it is just a party, you know? So um, I also feel like we're dancing together in a very meaningful way. <laughs> We've been talking with graphic journalist Wendy McNaughton about her relaunched show, Draw Together. Thank you so much for joining us, Wendy. Oh, thanks so much for having me. 
Forum is produced by Tina Lauerberg, Polly Stryker, Raquel Maria Dillon, and Grace Wan. Our senior editor is Dan Zoll. Our engineers are Danny Bringer, Katie McKern, and Brendan Willard. Our interns are Leslie Torres, Kimia Akbari. Our executive editor is Ethan Toven Lindsay, and our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. Stay tuned for another hour of Forum Ahead. I'm Alexis Madrigal on my last day of guest hosting. Thanks for listening. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. All over the country, we need to improve reading in Wisconsin. Schools are changing the way they teach reading. I'm calling for a renewed focus on literacy. We have gotten this wrong in New York and all across the nation. And it's happening because of a podcast. I think your podcast has changed my life. And I'm going to share this podcast with everyone I meet. Sold a Story investigates how teaching kids to read went wrong. New episodes of Sold a Story are available now.